Hello, and welcome to Just Figure It Out, a podcast to inspire and encourage our listeners to pursue their goals. This will be done by sharing stories and experiences and thoughts from guests about how they made definite goals, how they failed and succeeded, but never gave up. In essence, how they just figured it out. My name is Jen McAllister, the host, also owner of Rise CPA and Accountants. And today I'm excited to introduce you to the one and only Dallas Pruitt. I'm so excited that he agreed to be on the podcast today. And I'd like to let him tell us a little bit more about himself. Yeah. Well, you guys are just listening to this. So you're not seeing the video, but I just blushed a little bit. I, I don't, it's been a while since I blushed. I, I love that <laughs> intro. So thank you. Um, but yeah, a little bit about me. I'm one. I'm super grateful to be on the show today. This is uh, figuring things out is right up my alley. This is I feel like my life in a nutshell. I'm still figuring it out. So um, I'm just grateful to be here. But yeah, I grew up in a small town in in the state of Utah. Um, I'm a country boy at heart. Uh, my wife laughs at me because you know we'll be driving around in the truck and or the car, and I will turn the music up really loud, and it'll just be like hardcore redneck old country. And uh, so I love the mountains. I love dirt roads. I love hunting. I love spending time in nature. Um, I love my family. And uh, again, small town, Salem, Utah. And uh, it's a lot bigger now than what it was. Uh, I ventured out into the big wide world, doing lots of different things. Um, lived in Brazil for a while. Uh, played college baseball in southern Utah. Uh, my life is filled with lots of varying experiences. I love experiences. I love learning. Um, I think that's what led me to become a teacher uh, in the early stages of adulthood when I went to school. Um, I spent about almost 10 years in public education as a professional educator, uh, got a master's degree, uh, and was going to do the principal gig. And as life would have it, and as God would have it, I just felt called to do something different. And it was something that I couldn't shirk. It's something that I could not avoid any longer. And about four years ago, uh, I exited my career as a public educator and professional educator. I would consider myself still to be a professional educator. Uh, and my, my purpose now and mission is to help driven men and women in teams develop growth mindsets so they can achieve their goals and grow and not just do that, but find deep fulfillment in their pursuits. That's one of the things that I hang my hat on is, you know, I call it the happiness of pursuit. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm in the business of doing and, and helping people. And uh, I still spend a lot of time in the mountains and my family is number one for sure. So that's awesome. So I have to uh, tell the listeners a little bit about how, how we cross paths. You know, I met a remarkable young man, Brock Johnson, and I was so impressed with him. It's, so young, but so driven and really just believed he could do whatever he wanted to do. And, you know, I, I, I ended up at a multifamily, you know, event in, in Florida last year. And I was telling Brock about it because I could just tell that was the kind of thing that he would go for in, in his young age. And he was like, oh, you've got to find Dallas Pruitt. And so, you know, that's how I found Dallas but he would, but Brock was telling me about the mindset coaching that Dallas had done for the baseball team when Brock was on the baseball team. And I just think, you know, what a, what a life-changing thing that was. I mean, I'm sure it's, there's many factors, you know, his family, supportive family, but definitely having a mindset coach at such a young age, what a difference that makes in a young person's life. 
and you don't have to be young, but just so happens that he's already got a great head start on, on many of us. So, yeah, Brock is a, is an amazing person. You know, it's been fun to stay in contact with him as he's continued to to grow older and, and have kids of his own now, you know, it's crazy. Um, I feel like my beard, again, you guys are not seeing the video, but I have so much gray in my beard that I have like gotten over the last five years. It's out of bounds. But Brock, you talked about back when I was in professional education and, you know, the whole focus of the podcast and figuring it out. It was funny. I had this idea when I was teaching that, you know, mental performance and coaching at that level and just the struggles that the youth faced. Um, I just, I saw a void there. I saw a gap and I thought it would be so cool if we could create a program where we're able to provide mental performance, coaching, mindset, coaching, um, and education to high school students. Um, and one of the easiest pathways to entry there was the baseball team at Spanish Fork High School, because that's where I coached baseball. And so I was super passionate about learning in that realm myself, but I had learned so much. I just wanted to share it with other people and give them frameworks to be able to do better in the mental game. And, uh, it was fun. I, you know, I, God was always looking out for you and I was blessed to have some great people around me that gave me an awesome opportunity to be able to spend time every single week with the baseball team. Brock was one of those players. And that was really like the beginning of a path that I am still like just going full force down, but that was really the beginning of that path and like where it all kind of started to come to fruition. So it's pretty cool. Uh, come a full circle. Yeah. With, with yeah. That story. I love to see it and to see where it, it will go. And, you know, we talk about this sometimes where you think that, you know, you've got this goal and you reach it and then you're done. But really life is about continuous goals. You reach some, you start a new one. Simultaneously, you've got a couple couple going, but it's really, you, you shouldn't ever feel like you have, you're at the end, you have achieved and you are done, but it's a continuous achievement. So it'll be great to see him continue to achieve. Um, so you brought up teachers, which reminded me of something. And I have to tell my listeners too, we don't have any set questions. So it's just fun to just, you know, off the cuff, just talk about um, the things that, that, that come up. So my brother, he's a teacher, he's a teacher in Tennessee. And a few days ago, he said, you know, I've started listening to your podcast and, and I'm going to continue to listen to the ones that apply to me. And that caught me off guard. And I thought, well, I want this to apply to everybody, that everybody can listen to these experiences and thoughts and stories and be able to be encouraged in their in their pursuits, whatever their pursuits or their dreams are in life. And so I got thinking about that a little bit more. And perhaps the listener might think that this is a podcast about if you want to start your own business, you can do it. And it's not. It, you know, if that's something that you're passionate about, that's great. But um, yeah, I would like to talk more with you about like, what are your thoughts on, um, all of the listeners who don't have a desire to start a business? Cause this is again, very applicable. And what would you say to that? That's a great question. My initial response to that would be, and as you were breaking it down is I didn't even want to start a business. That's not something that in my career I was dying to do at the time. That wasn't even the goal. The goal was to create avenues where people that I loved that just happened to be high school students and then 
other fellow colleagues, teachers, administrators that I served in the capacities that I and the responsibilities that I had. I wanted to create avenues to where they could learn to adopt a, a growth mindset, a true growth mindset. It was a magic word at the time in education. People didn't know much about it. They were using it. I, I always make the joke that they were like throwing it around like candy, but like nobody really even knew what that meant. Like, you know, have a positive attitude and work hard. That's just super shallow. And so anyways, I wanted to create depth there and I just got going on it. Like that was the goal. Like I just literally wanted to create tools. I wanted to create journals. I wanted to create education. I wanted to create spaces where people could come and learn how to do that and become competent in it and become proficient. Like that was something that, that was the goal. And it just so happened that as I got curious and creating in that space, other opportunities started to present themselves. And I'll be honest, like to this day, one of the most powerful tools that I have gained in my, my approach is the tool of curiosity. I just remain very curious. I, re I remain very curious about like my capabilities as a teacher and, and who it is I am and how I serve and how I can serve better. I remain very curious about people and their infinite potential. I remain very curious about the brain and its ability to serve us and help us grow as people. Like I am just so curious that it keeps me going forward with all of these new goals. And so for me, that's probably how I would respond to that is I, I, I didn't really want to create a business. I just have always been a very curious and I would say I haven't even always been a very curious person. I would say when I was younger, I was curious. And then all of a sudden I made this transition to my career and I put my adult hat on and it was like, <laughs> hey, you got the job, you've got the degrees, you've got the family, you've got the house. It was almost like curiosity had died off a little bit. But the second that light switch flipped back on, all of a sudden life became something entirely different for me. And my paths in life all of a sudden started to appear very differently. And I am just trying to continue to stay on that lighted path because life for me is a lot fuller. It's a lot more exciting. It's a lot more gratifying. It's a lot, it, it's just so much better when I remain curious about what's possible and what I can do to help people and what other people can do in their own lives to achieve greater success and find deep fulfillment. Yeah. Curiosity did not kill the cat. I think <laughs> we were told an absolute lie when we were kids. Yeah. I love that so much. And I love the passion behind it. And, you know, I've been thinking really you don't like constrain yourself to this is what I am. You know, I am a scientist. I am a teacher, but follow those passions and see where they lead you. Sometimes it may lead you to a different path in a you know, in a profession, in a money-making way. And sometimes it will lead you to a path that is just your, your life's purpose, even if it doesn't make money, you know, you, you wear your, you, you wear your professional hat during the day and you, so to speak, pr um, pursue your passions. What I would add to that is be curious about change. Like, I think that that's one of the things that scares us as people. Again, I just think we're such comfort creatures, um, especially as we get older. Again, as we get older, it's almost as if we've decided we're done learning. Mm -hmm. We've got it fit. You know, we've got the thing figured out that we needed to figure out and now we're in the lane and now we'll do this thing. Yeah. And it's just so very untrue about life. 
meaning like that's not how growth works. That's not even how we're designed or built as people. We find so much joy and happiness in the pursuit of a goal. And it's not even about the goal because in pursuit of something you care deeply about that you, an ambition that you have in that process, that's where you find out so much about yourself. That's where you learn so much about the world. That's where you develop skills. That's where you develop. And without that, we don't develop without that. And staying in comfort, life just becomes almost a drag. It almost becomes this irritating thing that we're not excited to wake up to every single day. And that just, to me, that makes me feel very sad that there are people out there that go through that. And it is very common and it is very regular. Yeah, that's part of the mission is to help people understand that, like, look, it doesn't have to look the way you thought it was going to look. In fact, most of the time we just get in our own way. Most of the time when it comes to to goals and desires and ambitions, we just overthink stuff way too much. And we also don't connect with the right resources and the right fonts of information to help us. And so that's why I love things like your podcast, because it's a great font for people to come and be like, oh my gosh, I can change my mind about these things. And if I change my mind about these things, then it really changes my world, the, the world that I show up in every day. And that's the, that's the scary part. You know, we, we hang on to this safety, this feeling of safety where I, you know, I chose this path and I'm going to stay on that path, no matter what, you know, put on the blinders to other opportunities or other, you know, additional passions. And yeah, it's fear, fear, fear keeps us from realizing our potential. And it's easy just, you know, to say, get over that fear, but how do you do it? What, what are some first steps in really letting go of that fear and allowing yourself to travel different roads? Yeah, I'll speak to my own experience because I think it's the best one that I can can reference. You uh-huh. know, I, I don't know exactly everything that everybody else has been through, but I can guarantee you that my story is not any different in so many ways than everybody else's. And for me, the fear, the fear came from you know, what did that mean? Like, what if I came to the conclusion that I wasn't happy and that I wanted to do something different? And I was honest with myself. What did that mean for everything? Right? Like I had spent $70,000 in getting a master's degree and then some to be in the position I was in. I had built this thing for 10 years almost with, you know, it with this trajectory in mind, with this position, this title, this life in mind. And only when I started to confront myself, like truly confront me and quit listening. And hopefully I can articulate this because I think this is really important. At first, when I was unhappy and I was stressed and I was anxious and I was frustrated, I would go talk to everybody in my circle. And what I mean by that is I would talk to people from my family and I would talk to people in my, in my profession, like, Hey, what do you think? And they tell me all the things that they thought. Well, you know, just keep, keep your head down, keep working hard, do this next time you show up, do it this way. And, you know, family would say things like have patience, like it all works out, you know, like that's just how life is and like all this stuff. And I was just being fed all of this information and I love all these people and they love me and they were giving me everything that they had. Mm -hmm. The one thing I did not do that I should have done earlier, but I finally figured it out was I never had that conversation with myself. I never had that conversation with God. I never had that conversation I, I never confronted that. 
I would confront it with everybody else, hoping they would give me the solution, hoping they would give me the answer that I needed and fix the pain that I was experiencing in my life at that time. And when I made the decision to just shut out all that out, shut that noise out and like really dig deep and go, okay, inside, what is this thing? Like, what is it for you? You know, your, your mom's told you this, your uncle's told you that, your wife's told you this, you know, Mr. So-and-so's told you this, the district professionals have told you this, like, and you still feel resistance and you still feel unsettling things about all of this. Like something's wrong, like go figure it out. And I remember just praying and just being like, look, I'm so stuck. I don't know what to do here. Like I'm going after this thing, but like, I know now, even with that thing, I'm not going to be happy. Like I'm not very happy right now. And that was when I had this big, like call it an epiphany, call it a revelation, call it an answer to a prayer call, whatever you want, where it was like, Hey, Dal, it's okay to change your mind and it's okay to move in a different direction. And at that point it was like, my world started to open up and I was like, well, if I could move in another direction and I could do something different. What would that be? And now all of a sudden my mind was not closed off and I wasn't in this prison anymore. It was like the world opened back up. My eyes got big. My ears got super big. And it was like, wow, there's all this opportunity around me. All I need to do is decide which one lights me up the most, which one I feel the most called to go do. And then I just need to get started and just figure it out. I just got to get going, you know? Yeah. And and then the time constraint too, right? Like it was this time constraint where it was like all of a sudden with my eyes opening up and my ears opening up and my mind opening up, it was like, oh, you're 27 years old. It's okay. Like you can change your mind at any time and time is on your side and there's nothing to be stressed out about as long as you know in your heart and in your mind, the direction you're headed. And as long as you know the direction and you feel called and you know inside that that's your direction you you've been called to go that direction it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks and says at that point it was like i felt liberated and i got started and i'm still going and i'm happy and i'm fulfilled and i create goals and i like achieving them but not half not even close to as much as i love just engaging in the process of feeding my curiosity in this direction that I have chosen myself because I felt called to go that route. Not because somebody told me, not because there was something at the end of it that was going to, you know, make me happy, but because I just truly felt like that was my calling. That's what I was supposed to go do. And I wanted to put my skills and everything to work in that space. So hope, oh, I know. I love I that. Was- yeah. I mean, I have so many thoughts. I can go in different directions with that, but I absolutely love that you realized you had to have a conversation with yourself. That is so key. You can ask people all day long, but it ultimately comes down to you and God or higher power that will direct you to where you need to be. I also thought about that from an from an outside perspective. If, if someone was coming to me and asking, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? And I actually kind of had an experience with this yesterday. My best friend from high school, her son is is struggling with the, what do I, what do I do? He's young. What do I do with my life? He's got a college degree. And he, he said he's applied to 200 different places. And, and I can see, 
you know, a circle of friends and, and I, and I don't know this, but I can just imagine like, well, just keep applying, just be patient. Like all the things that you said, Dallas, that your friends and family had said, attitude and work yeah, hard and it'll, work. it'll, yeah, it'll be fine. You went to school for this eventually, you know, all, all these things just stick with it. But I said to my friend, let me talk to your son because I, I have a, a relationship with him too, to some degree. And what I wanted to ask him when the time is right is, is just these things like, what, what are you, what are you good at? What do you, what do you love? Like, forget about, okay, remind me what your degree was again and remind me what your resume says, not that, but really, you know, dig deep. What, what are the things that you love? And yeah, don't, don't just stay in this narrow mindset of this is what I need to do because this is what I went to school to do, but allow yourself to, to dig deeper, to, to look beyond beyond the mark. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's crazy is I just don't think my wife, I've, I've talked to my wife a lot, obviously about the work that I've engaged in for the last, you know, five years. I mean, it was long before I ever exited professional education. I was doing work and sneaking out of, you know, the classroom to go teach workshops over at Vivint and other, you know, businesses while I was still teaching. Uh -huh. um, so I've been doing this for a long time, but I believe that one of the most important crucial skill sets in life is that we were never taught it growing up. We were not taught how to critically think about these types of things, the, this situation that this young man's in. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were not taught how to be flexible and adapt. We were not taught how to evolve. We were not taught how to think. We were told, we were told in a lot of ways, this is how it works. This is what you do. This is how the world works. And again, all, all well-intentioned mm -hmm. with, with good intentions, but there are a certain set of rules that we just weren't taught about how things really work in terms of growth and figuring life out. And it is a lot of flexibility and it is a lot of adaptability and it is a lot of change. You know, one of the best things that I ever did was adopt the truth that life has changed, like period. Like, so, you know, it's up to me to decide how I develop within that realm, but like life has changed. It's constantly changing from COVID to the real estate market right now, whatever, like it's constantly changing. And if I don't have the skill set to be able to adapt, evolve, be flexible and figure it out, I'm going to struggle probably more often in life. But one of the things that I think that I realized when with working, I have a unique perspective because I taught in the schools and I was there in those conversations where it's like, Hey, let's get your papers filled out so that you can, you know, apply for school and, and let's do all these things. There were a lot of conversations that were skipped over that were way more crucial than that, which was bringing a kid in and saying, hey, look, I could sit here all day and tell you what to do. But like, do you know who you are? Like, do you know what you're capable of? Do you know what interests you? Do you know what lights you up? And a lot of those kids, they're afraid to say it. They're afraid to say it because it doesn't fit the bill. It doesn't fit the mold with what the answers are that we're giving them. And look, that's one of the worst things that we can do is just tell somebody what they should be doing. I actually had a unique experience recently with one of my close ball player. Again, it's funny how life just like God's in the details for sure. Mm -hmm. And this ball player of mine, he was actually one of my, my, uh, he was actually with Brock. Oh, in one of my, yeah. One of my, my class or what do you clinics. call it? <laughs> yeah. Clinics, I guess. Classes. One of the classes, okay. meaning the age classes that the boys were in. And he just came home from a mission and you might've heard of this story and he got in a hunting accident and he just barely got home from serving an LDS mission. And his cousin, there was a tragic accident. He got shot in the back of the leg and he had to have his leg amputated. It's changed the course of his life, right? Forever. Almost died. And he's figuring it out, right? So I ran into him at the 
gym the other day and I've been going in and seeing him at the gym all the time. Now he's showing up every day doing the work and his mom came over and gave me a big old hug and, and was emotional was just like, you know, thank you so much. And like, you know, this is tough. And, and she said, we got somebody showing up to the house and I hope it's okay that I'm sharing the story. I'm going to text him. Please. Okay, I'll share yeah. the story. Oh. And she said, uh, I'm sure they'll be fine with it. She said, we've got somebody coming to the house. that's going to talk about school and everything else. And I said, Oh, she was like, but I just, he doesn't, I can tell he doesn't like want to go to school. He doesn't even like talking to her, you know, like it just frustrates him. I said, well, let me give you my two cents if that's what you're asking for. And she was like, I am. And I was like, okay, then I'll give you my two cents. My two cents is, have you ever asked so-and-so your son, what it is he wants to do right now with what's going on? And she was like, you know, I could tell she was like, not really. Like I didn't really sit in that fully with him. And I'm like, look, and are you okay? And I think we all have to be okay with this. This is adults and kids alike. Are we okay if the answer at the time when we ask that question is, I don't know. And I think that we have to get a lot more comfortable in the fact that it's okay to not know. And it's okay to not make some big, crazy, brash decision. Be productive. Generate income. Like live your life and, and be, be of success. But like you don't have to go full send on something if you don't fully know yet. If that's it. even worse, if like you've got a ton of hesitation. Like dig deep into that and figure out where that's coming from. But I think sitting with people and being that person for someone else, but also recognizing that person in yourself in a moment, it's extremely powerful. And then putting your critical thinking skills to the test to work and dig deep to decide what drives me, what am I passionate about? What am I good at? It's not just passion, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's what am I good at? What are my skills? How does that look in the workspace? You know, like all these questions. And then it's like, if it lines up and school's the option, sweet. If it lines up and getting that job's the, the best option, sweet, do it. If it's not in alignment there, there are a lot of other options out there at your disposal. And look, some people are just creators too. Some people are great creators. That's one thing I found out throughout my process is it was never about exiting my career, again, was not the goal. I look back on my career in professional education. And there was a moment where I went through some tough times where I almost had a bad taste in my mouth about public ed, about my experience. And as time's gone on, I look back with only fondness and gratitude because it was never about public education ever. It was never about the broken system. It was never about the lack of pay. There's little layers of things, but like it was just not in alignment with who I am and what I do and what I wanted to do and what I felt I needed to do and called to do like that was the only issue it had nothing to do with the schools and i found that i love creating like creating is a fun thing for me and living in a box was just not with that creativity it just wasn't going to work I, I couldn't do that forever i could spend time in that space i just couldn't be in that space 24 7 and so it's funny i still find myself doing work in the schools i find myself doing work in the world of business i find myself doing work on the health you know in the health industry like there's so many different avenues because for my skill set and everything and how it aligned with my life and what god wanted out of me it just so happened that's where the space was everybody's path is different and everybody's path is unique yes and i think it's important to note too that following your your dreams and your passions doesn't mean that it's going to be super fun all the time and every minute of it's going to be enjoyable. I mean, take my profession. I'm an accountant. Does that sound dreamy? <laughs> and, you know, it it can be boring, but 
Why do I love it so much? It's because I get to help people and I, I get to help people understand and do better and grow. And I, and I get to help the, the ladies that work with me. So you can have a job that is not exciting, but you can um, pull the pieces from it that really do fulfill you. So I think you can, you should expect a little of both. I mean, some lucky people absolutely always get, have do something they love 24 seven, very few. Uh, but for the most of us, it's incorporating the things that we love. Like you, you were a teacher, you, you saw something and you incorporated that um, and you, and you grew it to something more. Um, uh, let's set the record straight too. There are parts of my job still with what I do as an entrepreneur that I absolutely do not like every day. There are things that I engage in where I'm like, Oh, this part is hard. This part sucks. This yes. part is not fun. <laughs> and, um, my wife, she can attest to that when I come upstairs from my home office sometimes. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just need to go for a walk. <laughs> Somewhere up this in the mountains. Of, it's just part of this part of the process for sure. Part of the yes. process. Well, I'm sad to say we have less than two minutes left. So I'm going to give one thought and then I'm going to turn the time over to you to let our listeners know how they can connect with you and in what ways. So my last thought is really just um, to reiterate what we've been talking about. And I've got a couple of takeaways that came to me, which is just, you know, whether we are the parents talking to our children or we are the circle of friends and family I think we need to start asking the right questions and not telling people what to do, but rather helping them see and, and ask the right questions for themselves and, and accept the answers and not expect our expectations for them. So Absolutely. You're, you're humble. I want to tell the listeners, Dallas is incredibly financially successful. He, you know, he's very humble. So Please tell us, and I, you know, I say that because yeah, you're humble and people need to know that you're extremely successful, but how can they reach out to you? And for, for what reasons would our listeners reach out to you? Yes. Well, thank you so much. Yes. I, and I would love to connect and I would love to help everyone else become very successful in all of the things that they do and find fulfillment in all of those things. Best place to connect with me is at Dow Pruitt on Instagram, uh, on my link tree, you'll be able to find an email or, uh, a direct link to my email newsletter. Uh, every week I share stories, insight, ideas, resources, and strategies to help you feed a growth mindset. Uh, that would be the best place to connect with me. So, Okay. And that's at Dal Pruitt with just D-A-L-P-R-U-I-T-T. -T. Correct. Okay. If you're listening and you don't connect, I don't know what you're thinking. You, you've got to connect. You'll be fulfilled every day, just you know, following him. So Unfortunately, I have to close and I want to say my name is Jen McAllister, the host of Just Figure It Out. Until next time, friends.